In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, God is one. Amen. On this Sunday of the tax collector and the Pharisee, the gospel, as I've just heard, is from the 18th chapter of St. Luke, verses 9 to 14. Here, Jesus Christ compares the life and prayers and thoughts of two quite different persons, a tax collector and a praying Jew. This is one of the many stories told in the New Testament about how Jesus Christ intends that those who follow him should live. These stories are, of course, known as parables from the Latin and Greek words meaning to compare. This parable poses a question to each of us that provides the title of this sermon. Who do I and Christ think that I am? Who do I and Christ think that I am? St. Luke tells us that Jesus Christ told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and looked down on others. Two persons went up to the area of the Jewish temple and offered their prayers to God. The Jew who prayed often said to God, God, I thank thee that I am not like others or like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I receive. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, said Jesus Christ, this man went home justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted, concluded St. Luke. Justified, by the way, means right with God. This parable is a warning to us as Orthodox Christians not to be overconfident in our relationship with God and the church, not to judge others, especially those close to us, and to pause and listen to what the Lord is teaching us. Numerous verses in the Psalms give the foundations of this parable. Psalm 18, verse 28, which is Psalm 17, verse 27 in the Septuagint translation, <clears throat> reads, you, God, will save a humble people, but the proud you will bring down. Psalm 25, verses 8 and 9 reads, good and upright in the Lord, therefore, he instructs sinners in the way, he leads the humble to what is right, and teaches the humble his way. Psalm 149, verse 4 reads, for the Lord takes pleasure in his people, he adorns the humble with victory. So these verses from the Psalms make clear that Jesus is confirming to the people in first century Palestine that his teachings are in unity with the Old Testament book of the Psalms, which both the tax collector and the praying Jew will know. Yet despite these promises from God, we need to remember that our time, chronological time, often differs from God's time, kairos in Greek, the right time for us and others to act. Understandably, we hope our prayers for ourselves and others will be answered immediately. But often the Lord waits not just for us, but for others to be ready for his interventions in our and their lives. My experience is that it's not easy to understand precisely how chronological time, chronos in Greek, and God's time, kairos in Greek, are linked. In the synagogue that my parents and I and my brother and sister attended in the States, the words of Proverbs 9, verse 10, were set in the dome in bold letters. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Those words, 
remain true. But many church fathers have added that those that wisdom is often necessary for an appropriate response to a challenging relationship or situation. So when we get in difficulties, we're looking both for fear of the Lord and for wisdom. If we wish to understand many of the parables of Jesus Christ, a good source is a book that collects the sermons of St. Gregory Palamas, the parables of Jesus, sermons by St. Gregory Palamas. The epistle today from St. Paul's second letter to Timothy, chapter three, verses 10 to 15, continues the theme in today's gospel of being humble and seeking to find and implement God's will for each Christian's life. The apostle Paul sets out in his two letters to Timothy, those who have fallen away from the new faith and those who have persevered. Paul is writing to Timothy in the spirit of deep friendship, warning him in today's epistle that all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. The fifth century Bishop of Arles, St. Caesarius, applies these verses to me and to each of us with these words. It is necessary for you to fight against the devil every day under the leadership of Christ. Do not seek in the midst of battle the reward which is being saved for you in the kingdom. During the fight on earth, you ought not to look for what is being kept for you in heaven when victory has been gained, concluded St. Caesarius. For each of us, finding God's will in our lives is a challenge. My experience is that sometimes in prayer, there is a sense of calmness about a proposed action we are considering. At other times, there is no immediate guidance and we must be patient and discern further before facing a particular problem. Sometimes after considerable prayer and patience, God will guide us to his will. At other times, the Lord leaves us to decide for ourselves what action we should take. St. Mark the Ascetic, a monk in the fifth century who lived in the desert in Lower Egypt, offers us an interpretation of today's epistle, which is surprisingly relevant to us who do not and will not ever live in the desert. He wrote, sufferings bring blessings to us. To accept a suffering for God's sake is a genuine act of holiness, for true love is tested by holiness. Without suffering, virtue has not been tested. Do not think that all suffering is a consequence of sin, for there are some who do God's will and yet are tested, he concluded. That's important. We all suffer, and yet we can each draw closer to God. I learned a lot in preparing this sermon. I think I grew in developing a dual perspective, considering how I am growing in my Christian life, but also in knowing how God sees me. Reading the Bible and the church fathers and mothers, attending church services, prayer, and seeking opportunities for service to God and others are all important. That's a lot. Reading the Bible, the church fathers and mothers, attending church services, prayer, seeking opportunities for service to God and others are all important. We can each be encouraged, as one fellow Orthodox Christian said to me a few weeks ago, we are each on our own journeys. And I would add, each journey can lead to the Lord. And so we ascribe, as is justly due, all might, majesty, dominion, power, and praise to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and ever, and ages of ages. Amen.